Hello, Cyclocross friends, and thanks for tuning in to episode 198 of Cyclocross Radio. On today's show, we have Cyclocross journeyman and flamingo raconteur Tyler Cloutier getting into the pit with Zach, Michael, and myself, and we are going to get to that just as soon as I tell you about the sponsors for this show. Don't skip ahead. Just stick with me. I'm going to get through these quick. And we're starting out with a brand new sponsor, Willa's Oat Milk. I am super excited about this one. Okay, so you have your Grimper's Espresso in the morning. It, it, it is the Hello Cyclocross Friends blend. Let me try that again. The Hello Cyclocross Friends blend. And you know the hippest, most popular thing to put in your espresso to froth up is not some dairy product, but is oat milk. And if you want the creamiest and the most consistent oat milk out there, you have to use Willows. And the Wide Angle Podium is making it worth your while by offering you 20% off your first order if you use the code CROSSHAIRS20. Crosshairs, all caps, 2-0 after that. You're going to get 20% off your first order of Willa's Oat Milk by going to willaskitchen.com and entering the code when you check out. Next up, I want to talk about the Tough 20 Virtual Challenge. And I'm, I'm, here's a little a peek behind the curtain. I, I just, like five minutes ago, recorded a four-minute plea for all of you to sign up for the Mammoth Tough Tough 20 Virtual Challenge. And I've deleted it all because even though it gave you all of the information that should convince you to do this event, I I don't think y'all were gonna listen to it. So instead of doing all that, I'm just gonna tell you this. We want events to happen next year. And promoters right now are going out of their way to create fun and creative new events that you can do safely and that can be placeholders for the events next year when we all get to get back together and have fun as a group. But that won't be possible unless you support what everybody's doing now. And one of the best ones out there is this Tough 20 Virtual Challenge brought to you by Amanda Nauman and David Sheik. Go to mammothtough.com, use the code TOUGH10, that's all caps, T-U-F-F-1-0, to get 10% off your registration fee for being a wide-angle podium listener, and do the darn challenge. And that's it. Support the sport. That's all you have to know. Mammothtough.com, use TOUGH10 as the coupon code. Do the challenge. Finally, we have the Watt Bike back as a sponsor of Cyclocross Radio. Go to wattbike.com slash US. You're going to be checking out the new Atom. It is your best option for indoor training. Look, we've been through this pandemic. Now we're getting to the cold weather. So you're already inside through it from March until now on your trainer, on Zwift, and now you're going to be stuck in there even more. You may as well get the most out of that ride by having a bicycle that's dedicated just to riding indoors, and that is the Watt Bike Adam. They they have this thing tested out by British Cycling. That's who it was developed for. It's going to be the toughest bike you got. You can dial it into to the exact measurements that you ride on outside it's got real ride feel so you're gonna feel like you're riding outside even though you're inside it has erg training it has everything that you need to get the most out of your training go to wattbike.com slash us use the link down in the show notes and check out your next new indoor bike the watt bike adam all right, make sure you go to WideAnglePodium.com. Check out all the new content we got out there. Get over to YouTube. Subscribe to the Wide Angle Podium channel. Make sure you subscribe to this show and maybe leave a review over on Apple Podcasts if that's how you listen to it. And send your comments and complaints to feedback at cxairs.com. Okay, we got Tyler Cloutier on episode 198 of Cyclocross Radio. We're in the pit. We're getting some flamingo pro tips 
And we're doing that right now. All right, Tyler, uh, before we get into this, um, we always joke about pronouncing your name, not the Tyler part. How, yeah. How do you actually pronounce your last name? I pronounce it as Cloutier. Okay. That's how I pronounced it. But I didn't know if I was just like, you know, making it into something that it isn't or. No, I mean, I've gotten all the pronunciations from Clouder to Coulter to there's been some wild ones, but Cloutier or Cloutier, I usually just say Cloutier. And that's the, uh, yeah. that's, that's the Canadian um, in you with the French pronunciation. <laughs> yeah. That's the, uh, that's the French Canadian side. That's dad's side of the family. Awesome. The Western awesome. Canadian side of the family is, uh, yeah, they're just burnings. So <laughs> nothing exciting there. <laughs> so you're actually Canadian. There's some, this is not a joke. This is not a longstanding internet joke. You have some, yeah, it is actually my mom, my grandparents on my mother's side are Canadian. And, uh, I'm trying to figure out if, uh, depending on how November goes, if I, if she gets her citizenship because her parents never applied for it, if that trickles downhill to me. Um, but yeah, no, my, uh, mom's side of the family is like legit Canadian. So is dad's side, but there's a few more generations in between. So. Yeah, if you could get like so, some kind of like dual citizenship, yeah, just be able to travel Slim, at will. But we'll see. <laughs> Have you thought about going to Europe at all? Um, this year, I, the thought did cross my mind. Um, if I were to do anything, it might be something like post worlds, uh, just kind of going for the end of the season. Those races are always fun. Usually, the weather's a little bit better, but. Uh, I just started a new job in January. Oh, you did? So, okay. Still, re- still, still, still remote? Yep. Okay. It good. was a 100% remote position. So I actually accepted it on, I think it was like Thursday or Friday of nationals. And so I was like, got the offer letter, called, <laughs> sent in my resignation and was like, all right, let's go race some bikes this weekend. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm not sure how keen they would be. While it is fully remote, I'm not sure how keen they would be on me uh, working from Europe like eight, nine, ten months in on the job. Oh, no, it's it's better. Yeah. I, I can sell you yeah. on this. It's 100% better to be working remotely from Europe because you look like the hardest worker in the company. Cause, yeah, because you're, you're, you're getting everything done. You're sending out emails. People are there. You're in their in, in, inbox at 3, 4 a.m. in the morning. They're like, wow, Tyler's Dang, just good crushing point. it. That's how I felt when we were in when we were in Denmark for Worlds. I mean, I, that's my only trip. I felt like a champ. Like I had yeah. stuff up. Like <laughs> I was done posting at like 6 a.m. <laughs> you know, I felt like, yeah, a rock star. <laughs> I, would, I would go out for a full day of like you know, recon on a world cup mountain bike day, take video, get back to the apartment where we were staying and it'd be, and like make the 9am meeting that I needed to, to attend. I was like, <laughs> it was amazing. I, I, I'd, I'd move there. The but. question is, did you tell them you were in Europe though? Tyler, I've been working for this company for 20 years. They still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, don't say anything. Your secret's safe with me. <laughs> so, uh, you, uh, I was kidding you in the in the green room about doing your um your media day today. So you had the uh, Alma GP call up earlier. How'd that go? What was that all about? Walk us through it. Yeah, uh, I thought it went really well. Um, so the the Alma Grand Prix has been going on for I don't know how long. It was a trivia question. But uh, I got that wrong. But um, yeah, I think in lieu of having a race this year, JB promoter still wanted to get do something, um, you know, because even though racing's canceled, you can still do cyclocross, you know, be it practicing or making a loop at the park. And so he was trying to figure out, okay, how do we, you know, what do we do? Do we do like a Strava challenge or or something like that? And um, kind of what he came up with was, you know, let's do this like zoom meetup where you bring in some elite riders. Um, you know, you still have, uh, Scott Herman and David Palin come in to, to announce it, uh, announce it, um, kind of host it. And, 
um, you know, people could, people could sign up during the week um, and just kind of follow along and then kind of have an opportunity just to hang out and ask questions. Um, yeah, just kind of all kind of get together and stoke the cyclocross fire. So it's kind of a way to just to bring the community together digitally on, on the day that the race would have been. Um, and yeah, there was a Zwift ride in the morning and just, I don't know, just kind of a way to kind of hang out. So I thought it went really well. Um, everybody, you know, got a little bit of chance to kind of talk about what they've been doing, what's coming up. And, uh, yeah, I just, I left it super energized. It was fun to see Steven and Sonny and Maria and even, uh, Michael Crispin was there too. So that was super sweet with, uh, Taylor Jones doing the, the translation. So it was fun. <laughs> it was super cool just to like, I don't know, all get together and ride bikes before or after. Uh, I, I know yeah. the, uh, the, the Zwift ride was just a ride, but did, did, did you attack Hyde? <laughs> I, I waited for the, uh, the town line sprint to come in line and then I hit him with the burrito. <laughs> and, <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. So, uh, okay. Well, I need to ask you, Zach, is the new burrito in effect already? I don't know. I thought it was. Okay. Cause we, we talked about that on the most recent. I know. Uh, I was just listening North. to nowhere fast and I learned about the I, new, the new yeah. burrito. So the new, bur- oh, the new burrito, <laughs> what a dumb power the upgraded up. burrito. <laughs> I'm still, I am still disappointed <laughs> that they didn't add the Wout Van Aert and just have it be like a profile of his face with the hair. I, to me, that's just got to be the next power up. Well, I, I think uh, that not to, not to go into your, not to like steal your, your thunder with your podcast, but I, I was thinking about this when I was listening to it and what, what the Van Aert, um, power-up could be is that you would have the ability to work like we're getting to the point where we're having like teams in there right and they're gonna be Zwift teams so you'd have the ability to work for your team all race long and then still win the sprint that would be the that'd be the Van Aert power-up <laughs> I see that's the beauty of the the Van Aert it's like you just you, you never know what you're you're gonna get <laughs> but hey you know what He's not. He's still not a franchise. He's still not a franchise cyclist. So, according yep. to some some That's people true. out there, That's true. oh man, call back to last episode with Coach Tim. That that didn't work out well when Wout won another stage, right? Uh, Tim was gracious, though. I was gonna say, speaking of Zwift, did you get the did you have the steering function and then chop hide in the corner? But I didn't. Yeah, I I couldn't steal a lazy Susan from uh from anywhere to to set up the steering function but uh my my question is on on wow if if you don't win the sprint does your avatar do the you know the single double bird salute yeah if you if you get pipped at the line you know do you you throw up the bird to whoever won that would be a great power up that's going to be one of these like non-corporate zwifts is going to have to come up with that kind of stuff you know so we're uh, t- we're we're joking about uh, about Hyde here, and you know, I mean, obviously he's he's won some natties, and you've been you've been racing a bunch. Like, do you have? Are there rivals? Do you are there rivals? Kind of, I don't know. It, you're part of the pack. Like, who, you know, who 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 do you actually want to you know chop with the steering function? <laughs> That's a uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that there's anybody I want to chop. You know, there's you kind of see everybody every weekend, so it's it's kind of one of those like, Oh man, if I, if I do this now, like it's going to come back to bite me in the ass next <laughs> I, I weekend. More or, like, or, like or who's later. your, you know, who's your, you know, who are you throwing down? And like, you know, who, like if we're watching, who are you stalking on you cross results? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> stalking on cross results. Uh, you know, I mean, there's uh, I, it's man, it's been forever since I've, since I raced, but I mean, there's, you know, the guys like Eric Thompson are, are guys that I aspire to kind of be around, you know, he's someone that, um, he's, he's always been, you know, I think kind of a year or two in front of me in terms of development and someone who I just like, all right, Eric is, you know, when he's on a, on a good day, like he's motoring and he's someone that it's like, okay, if I can follow Eric, like I got a chance here. Um, you know, guys like Merv Davis or Andrew Jeanette, or Giniat. Um, those are, those are good guys just to kind of, you know, people I find myself around Kevin Bradford parish is another one. Um, that's the right KBP, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, you know, I would, you put like, uh, cause I like, I like this team. I'm trying to form this into this, uh, this, this, this core of, uh, us cyclocross. I mean, would you put like, 
you know, more West Coast guys like Alan Schroeder, Cody Cup in there as well, right? Aren't those those two guys that when they get out there are in that same that same that same yeah. tier, I guess? Yeah, yeah, I think so. You know, those guys that having just raced on the West Coast a, a handful of times, you know, you kind of you see their name on the start list and you're like, okay, you know, I might not make that front group. Uh well, with the example of with the exception of Cody, I mean he was thrown down this last season, but uh yeah, I mean it's you always want to be up, you know, up there around those names or you have those names where uh that are <laughs> know who to who to be around. You know, you mentioned not racing in so long, which I think we're all dealing with now, of course. You know, we had what was Go Cross was two weekends ago. Rochester was last weekend. We'd be looking at what we'll be looking at this weekend. Um so racing Suffern? Supercross, yeah. yeah, yeah. Supercross was would have been correct this weekend. Um we still have what do we have, Michael? Ruts and Ruts and Guts is Ruts and Guts ready is kicking off the season, yeah. And then what resolution and NCCX hey. is I, I've heard like they're they're they are still on the UCI calendar. Major Taylor just announced they were not on it. So we're down to down to three events and you know nationals, I guess. What's your, what's your take on the season? My take. Your take. I know these guys' takes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm t- I'm a little torn, right? Like I, I appreciate the optimism, and I can see where promoters are coming from in terms of like, you know, we we want to have some glimmer of hope in this in this shitstorm of a year that is 2020. Pardon my French. Uh, but at the same time, it's, I kind of just look at the landscape and just, you know, all these other races have canceled. I don't foresee things getting much better with, in terms of a pandemic by October, let alone December. And so I don't know. I just don't, I, I don't see the point in, can, in carrying on the hope for, another couple weeks or months, even though you might cancel. I mean, I, me person, me personally, I, I've kind of, you know, made the, uh, pro- not promise to myself, but the, like, I'm not racing this season. Um, yeah. it doesn't seem responsible. It doesn't seem safe. And I don't think that it's going to happen. And so rather than chase something that, might disappear tomorrow being some race or nationals or what have you. It's like, let's, I don't know, let's do something fun. Let's have some, you know, do some long rides or just get back to, you know, spending time with uh, the people that you don't get to talk to when you're racing cross. Um, Yeah. So I guess to, to sum up my take on the season, I mean, we might as well just look to 2021, which, sounds really cynical to say, but I think it's the responsible thing to do in my opinion. And I don't see, I don't see the use in, in continuing to kind of hold out on, on something that isn't likely going to happen at least in a safe environment. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's completely fair. And I think that's in line with what most of us are thinking. One thing that I was just, I was mulling over, I mull over this every day, but, uh, today is um that you know you said like the optimism i think that might be just for the organizers that are left as far as the rest of the cyclocross community i mean i I see zero optimism to the point that i think it's almost and and this is this is what i'm struggling with because i don't want to sound like a like a homer for big cyclocross but at the same time i feel like it's become this um this punching bag for if you even mention cyclocross then people are like it's not happening you know and it's it's this this like this is gut react i think they're just it's just an outlet for whatever else is going on that they're like stop talking about it it's not happening and i i and this has happened to me with several people especially on twitter where i'm like well i i understand your point of view but i'm not going to stop talking about it it's kind of what we do um <laughs> but you, you know so it's 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 kind of this weird place where it's like yeah, I get it, but at the same time, it's like it's okay if we still love this thing and 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 talk about it, right? That's good, I think. Yeah, I mean, just because there's no racing doesn't mean that you can't 
do it. You can't go out, you know, you can have, I guess, depending on your area and, and maybe what your, your safety level is, you can still go out to a park with two or three other people, wear some masks, do some hot laps, have some, have some mini races. If it's, if it's safe and you deem that to be something that you are comfortable with, of course, I'm not recommending that for everybody. Right. I'm not saying that I'm going to go do that, but you know, if, if it's something that you're comfortable with and keeping it small, you can, you can still do cross. You don't have to, you don't have to have a race to go do it. Um, there doesn't have to be, you know, a USA cycling sanctioned event. Yeah. Just go, go ride your cross bike on, on trails. Like you can still do cyclocross and still talk about it. Cause the road season is going to be over in October or sooner. Um, so what else are we going to talk about? You know, it's, it's cyclocross season. Well, I mean, we're going to talk, we're going to talk about cyclocross because it's, yeah. it's, it's starting internationally tomorrow. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is, yeah, it's, you know, it's a great, uh, great time to be a bike fan. That's for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, just because, like I said, just because there's no racing doesn't mean that you can't continue to practice your skills or get together and have some, have some races. It doesn't have to be anything official. You can still do cyclocross and talk about it and generate that stoke. Um, yeah, nothing wrong with that in my opinion. So what are some of your plans for this fall then? If you're sort of taking that, taking the season off, like what do you, you mentioned long rides. I mean, do you have anything big planned? Uh, nothing, nothing as big as the former guests on your podcast have had. That's for sure. <laughs> um, you know, my big ride was this, this event that I did, um, back in, in August now, uh, was just, yeah, that was kind of a, something, some kind of adventure that I was looking forward to and felt like I really needed. I think for me, it's just, you know, a time to, you know, ride mountain, my ride, my mountain bike a little bit more. Um, tell us, tell you know, us about least, that event. Cause that looked really awesome. Yeah. So that was, uh, athletic brewing company is a, a non-alcoholic beer craft beer company. And, uh, they just bought a, they bought the old ballast point facility out in San Diego and they were headquartered in Connecticut. So they've kind of, you know, they're already making craft beer and uh, non-alcoholic craft beer at that. And they're trying to sell that to people. So seems like a crazy idea. So they said, rather than having a ribbon cutting ceremony, why don't we just kind of do like a, a relay, like an Olympic torch style relay from one brewery to the other. So they had a baton and, and everything and set out from the Connecticut brewery, uh, beginning of August and, um, had 10 different segments across the, across the U S and, it started out as a, as a point to point ride, uh, and the leg, when they asked me if I wanted to be a part of it, the only legs that were open were like Middlesburg, Pennsylvania to Cleveland, Cleveland to Chicago or Lincoln to Denver. And, um, Lincoln to Denver sounded like the hardest, uh, <laughs> hardest one available. Um, but also just like, a, just a challenge. And it was, you know, 500 miles over five days, like, yeah, let's just, I don't know. I've never done something like that. So let's just jump in and I don't know, see, see how it goes. Could go terribly. It could, could be fine. I don't know. Um, and it was it always going well until they made it to, uh, Iowa where the coordinator Mason was riding some miles on Friday. Uh, so my girlfriend Lauren and I were set to drive up on Sunday from Dallas to Lincoln. And, uh, I get an email on Saturday and Mason's like, Hey, um, I got hit by a truck. Oh, um, the side mirror hit him in the shoulder. Uh, he's a big, tall dude, six, four, six, five, hit him in the shoulder while he was riding. He managed to stay up and Oof. keep riding. And, um, yeah, the, the side mirror broke off, um, kind of as he was riding, he was okay. Somehow as he was riding some more, he had a couple more people buzz him and they were just, they kind of made them pause and rethink like, okay, we already had a few incidents just kind of riding around. Like this isn't safe, but we're in the middle of Iowa. Like we're halfway to there. We can't, we're not going to stop. Right. We're not going to 
give up and and just kind of roll over and just drive the rest of the way. So I think, you know, the pivot that they decided to do was, uh, you know, let's ride on safe roads or rail trail. And in my, I mean, as much as I would have embraced the challenge of a 2%, 500-mile uh, stage, um, I certainly enjoyed the rail trail uh, kind of experience in, uh, you know, yeah. from Council Bluffs to Missouri, um, did some, you know, some two hundred. I guess we rode 120 miles of the cowboy trail in Nebraska and then Badlands National Park and the Mickelson Trail in the South Dakota. So it actually turned out to be a, a really sweet adventure and lots of, uh, lots of solo, <laughs> solo ride time, listening to podcasts and nice. yeah, I don't know, just embracing, embracing the adventure that, I mean, in a normal, in a normal year of racing, right. I don't know that I would ever would have signed up for something like that. Yeah. I think that's what we're hearing a lot with, but I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't at least stop for a second and say that I think organically you came up with the best slogan for cyclocross nationals this year in, in that story, which is everything was going great until we got to Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Can Slow I copyright clap. that real Slow quick? Clap. Yeah. <laughs> LegalZoom.com, Tyler, get you hooked up. I I was following, I'm following you on Strava, and I, I saw this ride that you were doing, and I was just blown away at the photos you were posting, and, and the idea that, like, so it, so it, it and not being a point-to-point, you guys, you did a few out and back and a few loops, is that kind of the deal, and just, like, got in the car and then drove the next day, or how did that work? Yeah, so the goal was still to do, everybody was still going to do their mileage, uh, but they were just going to do it in a, in a safer environment. And so, you know, the first day, um, actually started in Omaha and rode, you know, the, there's a nice rail trail that says 60 miles one way down to the Missouri border and back. And, uh, yeah, so clocked off 120 miles and then did the same the next. And then we kind of drove a little farther North, um, to where the cowboy trail starts in Nebraska. Um, rode some miles there and then uh made our way over to south dakota to to ride in badlands national park and that then up amazing. in uh, black hills so yeah i mean it was i i it's been a while since i've been to south dakota um to like mount rushmore and stuff and so being able to see it and i was that was probably like 13 years ago at this point maybe even longer <laughs> um so being able to see it as an adult and then just to ride bikes in such beautiful places and on these trails that I would have never known existed um, was something super cool and really special and for sure it gives you a lot of perspective. So, were you guys camping or uh, making hotel stops each night or? We were making hotel stops. Um, we did in South Dakota before uh, we rode on the, the Mickelson Trail. We stopped at uh, an eclectic Airbnb that came complete with uh, an outhouse, a saloon, and uh, cows and goats, the whole, the whole nine yards. So it was an adventure. <laughs> so was there, a, was there an actual like baton that you had to, to keep track of and perhaps yeah. were there, there any – was there? There was an actual baton. It was a, I think the original idea was that it would be a beer tap um, because it is going on. If you go to the tap room in San Diego, there will be a, a tap, that baton that's got everybody's signature on it. Um, so originally it was going to be a beer tap, but then they just bought, uh, they decided a couple of track and field batons would probably be a safer bet and also <laughs> a little bit lighter. Yeah, I, I would have suggested a, a, a Stevel Knievel um, wizard staff. <laughs> <laughs> would have been good for those uh those you know drivers that chose to come a little too close That's i guess right. to <laughs> dual purpose so i know like um i did rails the trails around the midwest here pretty flat did that was it flat did that cause a change i mean it's i you know it's a different beast like you know pedaling on flat stuff for 120 miles because it gets super pedally you know did, yeah. was there a change up like was it pretty flat no, not all the time. <laughs> I, I definitely on the first and even, even the second day I had to change my perspective because I'd been just kind of cruising around roads. I mean, Dallas has some gravel, um, 
you know, along the Trinity River. And then maybe if you go get out of town, you can find some good gravel. But for the most part, I've been cruising on roads. So riding on gravel and being looking down and be like, God, I'm averaging like 15 miles an hour. Like, why do I suck so bad? And like <laughs> readjusting the perspective, right. Of being like, Oh, I've got more resistance. And the second day on the, on the, the cowboy trail, it was just like the surface would change from, you know, being paved through some of these little towns to like the most gravelly sand pit that you've ever ridden in, in a cross race. So it was, it was training in that respect where, you know, like all of a sudden you're riding along and then it just turns into like a sand pit and you're like, okay, I've got to get my cyclocross skills out and dust them off a little <laughs> bit. But, uh, it was not flat, not very, not very flat. Were there other people, <laughs> were you, were you passing other people or seeing other people out there riding? There were quite a few people, you know, people are just kind of ride out on their daily ride, um, riding through different towns, um, and just kind of out there for, for exercise or riding their horse or something like that. So it was, uh, yeah, I don't know that anybody was going the, the full distance of the different trails, but for sure there were plenty of people out there, just a safe place to ride, I guess. Well, since this is a cyclocross podcast, I mean, uh, it sounds like originally it was supposed to be on roads. So, I mean, did you swap in for like a gravel bike and you know, what kind of tires were you, were you going with? Yeah. So I bought a uh, Trek Boone frame set from, uh, from my buddy Ryan and, uh, got that built up with some, some force axis and, uh, ran some Maxis refuse 28s on there. And it was, uh, it was nice. It rolled, got me there. <laughs> was it, was it the newer Boone? I mean, did you have the, the sweet ISO speed decouplers to, uh, take a little, uh, little of the gravel out of your travel <laughs> <laughs> it uh yeah for sure it uh, it had both the iso speeds uh front and rear so it was nice um no better way to break in a new bike than to ride 500 miles on it oh totally <laughs> sure. no that's yeah. a that's a great choice I and mean, we have here in minneapolis there's a bunch of there's a lot of gravel roads once you get outside the cities and i'm always like i really wish i had my boon right now so i may actually have to uh, take that advice and just throw some skinnier tires uh, on the yeah. boon that I have and yeah. So it's good to yeah, hear that it worked a, for it, you. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the nice part about the, you know, just putting skinnier tires on is, you know, you can ride it on the road, you can ride it on gravel. And I don't know what the gravel is like in, in Minneapolis. I've only ever ridden on the, the, the river trail and a little bit North of the city, but, uh, yeah, it's kind of good all around bike, cyclocross bikes. Who'd have thought can do it all. <laughs> the original gravel bike. <laughs> hey, I, I I went graveling last weekend on my uh, on my cyclocross bike. I saw that. Yeah, you're yeah. you're trying to like elevate yourself from the noob status. I'm trying. I'm trying. I did the <laughs> uh, the oh, what's it called? Um, Stokes the Strade Stokesville uh, gravel race uh, uh, route. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find yourself underbiked for the challenge? Did you? Are you looking at gravel bikes now? Well, I mean, I I I, I kind of went old school. It was my uh, my steel Zancanato cyclocross bike with a tubeless uh, forty millimeter tires on there. It was pretty sweet. Nice, I liked it. Not legal. Well, <laughs> legal for riding on that gravel road. <laughs> Is it illegal? Can't you have like fat tires on uh, the cyclocross bikes now for USA Cycling? Oh yeah, I think they got rid of that rule. Um, you know, there's still or whatever. Didn't the the rule change? It definitely got still... beefier. Definitely can go yeah. wider now, except for elites still have to follow UCI rules. But that's right. But we're still good. We're still having having nationals this year, so we're you know yeah. That rule but we're really made... addressing the important issues, which is tire width for amateurs. So we're good. Yeah. Are they still checking sock height too? I, okay, let, let's just get completely <laughs> off 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 the topic here and uh, talk talk about the tour for a second. For yesterday, Michael. Who, oh God, I already forgot who 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 was the guy that won. Well, we're you know it's 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 all relevant because EKZ is coming up. Show me the Swiss guy, Hershey. Uh, Hershey, yeah. Were Hershey, Hershey socks legal? They look super no. high. 
I, I haven't seen I haven't seen them out there with the rig yet. You know, testing so, sock height. It, I'm not worried about his socks. What okay. I'm worried about is the UCI is gonna is gonna look into the computer mount. He's got that iPad on oh, the yeah. front of his stem. You mean the time trial uh, <laughs> bars? Yeah, I mean, like <laughs> the sort of so what it, what it what the Spinachi was the the, yeah. the band bars, right? Yeah. So don't you think whatever computer he's using is already like remarketing it as Arrow Arrow Race computer? <laughs> yeah. Arrow computer slash arrow bars. So here, here's here's my defense of that. It's like, you know, you look at the mountain bikers and they all they all go in their arrow position and keep their hands on their um on the top of their forks. I mean, <laughs> you know, you use what you got. I'm just like, is anybody ever going to put TT bars on the top of fork crowns? I I will um I I will tell you this: the winner Zach of uh the Shenandoah Mountain 100 last weekend uh, was one of your uh, gravel people, Dylan One, with time trial bars on his mountain bike. I I have seen this in action before. Yes, I have I have seen seen this occur. Um, yeah, no, that's pretty wild. I mean, I think the thing about Dylan is like he's kind of like I mean he's such a new to like winning all these races and we've just been on hold. So, um, yeah, I was actually just watching some of his videos like the other yeah, day. He, he, <laughs> he, he did a good job socially distancing himself from anybody else in this race by, by a couple Beautiful. minutes. Beautiful. Yeah. Perfect. Hey-o. I mean, that was the plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Tyler, I was going to ask you, I mean, we're seeing this, this big boom in gravel. Have you, have you jumped into any gravel races, gone and hobnobbed with uh, Colin Strickland down there in, in Texas at all? Uh, I have not raced with Colin on the gravel uh, scene. Actually, I, I might be able to thank him for my uh, inspiring me to put more of my efforts to take my talents to cyclocross uh, because it was in a local Texas crit when I was sprinting out of the saddle and he was seated riding away from me that I said, this probably isn't the discipline for me. I did go out last summer and do Crusher and the Tusher as, uh, as my first, uh, Grodio calendar. Dude, that one is like potentially like the hardest one in a lot of ways. Yeah, that was probably not the best one to jump into for the first gravel race ever. Is that one at elevation? Yeah. That's like yeah. oh, it's not just at right? elevation. It's at like it starts at nine k or oh, something and God. ends at like eleven and a half. It's way up there. <laughs> not a good idea, especially with a uh, traditional cyclocross setup with a a one by eleven with a forty two ring in the front. It was uh, yeah, <laughs> hard man. Not a good decision. <laughs> okay, so basically, what you're saying is you got smoked by Ned Overend, who's like. You know, forty. I, I think it was two years ago actually that Ned finished like sixth or eighth or something. So oh, I got I got smoked by everybody. Probably even the juniors came past me at some point. I was I was just trying to make it. I just started when Alex Howes and Gage Hecht and um, Matt Mr. Lauren Stevens all went off the front like on the first turn. I was just like, all right, well, I'm gonna stop at all the rest stops. I'm gonna take some pictures. <laughs> this is just a grand fondo for me. <laughs> That's so. that's and that's the well, you can have it all with gravel, right? You exactly. Just, <laughs> when the going gets too tough, you can you can you can stop at the rest stop. I was actually this year looking to uh, to jump into to land run. I was gonna. I had already made notes of of what the Grodio calendar was. I was targeting the rookie of the year designation, and nice. um, lo and behold, they'll just have to punt to next year, maybe. I say go for it. You know, I was uh, we did the 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 Grodies, and one of our things was um, top controversy. And you know, in the last few years, they've been kind of cheeky. But I know, you know, for the pod, like us as observers and stuff, it's actually been a really kind of rough year in terms of the controversies that have occurred. So I'm kind of glad that there won't be any Grodies because <laughs> they've been kind of serious and had some weight behind them. So, um, yeah. Kind of glad we're not doing that. Oh come on, man! <laughs> Content is king, Zach. Tyler, did you? You're you live in Dallas, so you. I mean, I know that you. I was looking at your website for the race, trying to do a little research for the race for the podcast, 
And I know you kind of like jumped into the, the UCI races in like 17, 18 and like kind of traveled a lot. But before that, were you racing a lot of local cross in Texas? A little bit, yes. Um, I moved to Texas in 2013 um, from the Mid-Atlantic, and I really got into cross. I got into cross as a discipline there in, uh, in, in Charlottesville, Virginia, where I was living for a couple of years and then started to do some of the local stuff. And then I can't, I can't what remember. What year were you in? I'm sorry. No, you just said it. What year were you in Charlottesville? Uh, I was there 2011 to 2013. So urban cross was already gone. I think it was the last year of urban cross. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cat four glory days right nice. there. Urban nice. cross. That was that was the race. I've talked about this before, but that was the race everybody in the mid, in uh, Mabra hated going to because we're all like DC, Northern <laughs> Virginia people, and for whatever reason, you know, this Charlottesville race was in Mabra, even though it's not in Mabra. Like Mabra only goes to like Northern Virginia. Everybody just agreed not to go, and then one guy would go to sign up to get like the points, and then everybody had to go. But not to swing that back to the, the nationals conversation, but like that's that's what's going to happen. Is yeah. if you if you have a race out there, it's like, oh yeah, I'm not going to go to a race, and then all of a sudden you're going to check reg, and it's going to be like, yeah. oh, oh yeah, they're registered. Oh, they're registered. Oh, maybe. Oh, I'll you go. know, especially. I mean, it'll happen in the elites, but but like in the masters, it's like I've been fighting for this 45, you know, <laughs> masters for the last against the same guy for the last five years nobody's yeah. registered i'm signing up and then floodgates are open exactly only takes one yep. <laughs> save us from ourselves <laughs> bike racers <laughs> um so i wasn't so I, I did do some some local stuff and that was probably so i guess fall of 2013 uh i jumped into some local cross racing and then that that next year was kind of the big boom in in texas of cyclocross yeah. because it was leading into nationals in austin so everybody that rode a bike had a cyclocross bike and the fields were great the the racing was great we had a couple different series going on um yeah and then nationals came and went and kind of <laughs> yeah changed well, a little bit it, i mean that's that was 2013 was my first year and we I remember there was one, we, five of us got in a Subaru like hatchback and drove to Houston to race. And it was this awesome venue. It was like downtown Houston. It was like this park that was a bowl. And I just wondered, I was, I was trying to look up in USAC to see if we had done races at the same time. But for whatever reason, I can't find any of my USAC results from the three-year period. And also the, the Texpro website is like, doesn't work anymore. So I was wondering if you raced at, uh, what was that called? BCCRCX in Houston, and then Give Me Sugar CX. I think so. I think I did. Was it uh, the one year that I did that race? It was in the Woodlands, I think, which is technically Houston, but also not Houston. Okay, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of in this like park, and it was super. I remember it was super rainy that weekend, and like the, it was all golf course, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So we might have, I just remember the next day there was another race that was in the center of Houston and I, that's that start. They didn't change the start at all because it went through like ankle deep water. They were like, this is cyclocross. You just gotta go. I'm like, can we, we can literally, there's a path like 10 feet to the left. Can we just start there? Like, no, this is cross. This is how it's done. Just got to go right through this puddle off the start. So away we went and everybody's bikes were trashed after, you know, the first hundred meters of the race. (laughs) Yeah. I remember going, going to over to Texas and being just blown away by the fields. And then the next couple of years, it just completely changing. And I, I never thought of it as like a buildup to nationals and then sort of like that was it, like a crest of a wave. Like I remember people talking about there was like too many races. There was like the Austin series and the Houston series, and that was like pulling racers apart. But yeah, it's yeah. it was it was impressive to me, and it sort of showed like what cross could be, and it was like really helped me get like into it and so excited about it. So I'm glad that like that that like that rising wave of cross in Texas was there because it was awesome. Yeah, and even I mean 
it, I think it still exists a little bit. You know, we certainly the wave was cool. And then after the fact, there were a lot of, there was a Houston series, there was an Austin series, there was a North Texas series. And, you know, I know you guys have talked about um, races in close, uh, within driving distance of each other being on the same race weekend. I mean, that's, that's like Texas in a nutshell, you know, Texas cross in a nutshell where, I mean, I've got a race, you know, if you've got a race, that's 20 minutes, you know, what's your incentive to drive three hours to go, to go race another race up, up North because it's in some other series or what have you. And so I think, I mean, I think there's kind of some lessons to be learned there, maybe on a broader scale, if not just on a local scale of, you know, Hey, how can we all work together and build cross up in Texas? And, you know, yes, you have this great event. You have this great event. How can we make sure that the maximum number of people show up at possible and like grow it as a whole in working together, pulling in the same direction to grow it versus everybody being like, yeah, well, my race is better. So I'm going to hold it on the same weekend. Yeah, I, I heard I've heard that. I mean, we hear that in a lot of different places, but Texas seems to have a reputation for that, for kind of being all these different fiefdoms out there and, and not really playing well together. Yeah, I mean, it's. It, I think there's um, there's a lot of arguments to be made of like, oh, well, Austin people don't travel to Dallas, and Dallas people don't travel to Austin. And I think I looked at the numbers one time, and it's the same amount of people that go to different races. It's just, yeah, everybody's got their little kingdom. Um, and I, yeah, it's uh, like I said, if if you don't have a ton of incentive to drive three hours down thirty five which I wouldn't blame you because it's a nightmare <laughs> or you do it enough times that it's just like, man, I'm not going to, I don't want to drive to Austin this weekend, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, you just are like, uh, well, is there something local going on? If not, I'll ride my mountain bike or I'll ride my road bike or whatever. So do something different. I, I have, I have one more Charlottesville question. Did you ever race Jeff cup? I did race the Jeff cup road race. I have some, yeah, I think that was like my first year racing. Oh yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was when I moved there. It wasn't the same year Joe Dombrowski raced, was it? I don't think so. Okay, I would have been a a Cat Three, I think, that at that time. Because that's so, like that's always my example of, um, you know, when everybody says they were at Woodstock or everybody saw the Beatles, you know, <laughs> that Shea Stadium. Everybody raced in, in the mid Atlantic. Everybody raced against Joe at, uh, at, at Jeff cup. If, if you took all the stories, there were like 3000 people in that field. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Uh, so I wasn't familiar with, uh, with Joe at that time, the big, uh, the big, the big names of the bunch were, uh, were Ben King and, and his brother, Jake and Dan and Mark. Um, those were like the, yeah, yeah. those were the big dogs yeah. in the, in the, in the yard at that point in time when I was there. Nice. Yeah. Well, nice. hopefully you, you've beat Sepp Coos at a cross race, right? <laughs> you guys, who hasn't? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have beat, uh, I, the one year I did, um, LA, what was the LA race? CXLA. Mm-hmm. Um, the one year I did that race, uh, I do, I did have Robin Carpenter breathing down my neck and it was like, <laughs> Oh, that's Robin Carpenter. I got to stay in front of him like the whole <laughs> last five laps. <laughs> well, well, speaking of racing with cycling legends at nationals, you were, you were, it, it looks like you were duking it out with Carl Decker the whole time. Were you like stealing his lines? Yeah. I mean, Carl is like so smooth. Um, I just hope that I'm like still able to not, I mean, compete at a high level. Like, I mean, those guys have been doing it for so long. Honestly, I was just trying to like ride his coattails around the course and yeah, I mean, that dude is just so smooth and he just motors and I clung on as long as I could, which was <laughs> probably not that long. <laughs> it's a couple laps. Yeah, I, I have maybe. to imagine if you had any hesitation about the shoots, uh, seeing Carl go before you probably was like, oh, they're not that big deal. He's not even breaking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. It, guys like him and like Adam Craig, like yeah. I just have so much respect for them because it's like, especially when, when Adam was racing, you know, I, I would check the start list. Cause I, you know, I'd look at the start list and be like, Oh, Adam Craig's racing. And then I'd be getting on a plane on Friday to fly out to CXLA and I check Instagram and like 
Adam's at the top of some snow covered peak, like skiing. And he's like, well, <laughs> time to go to LA for this bike race. And I'm like, what, what are you, what level are you at, man? And he's just, he would show up and just noodle through the field. Like he, you know, no UCI points from the back to the front and two laps and whatever yeah park the park the rally car with the kayak on top in the uh, <laughs> in the parking lot strapped on the jorts and did a couple stoppies that's it <laughs> that's how he rolls <laughs> amazing oh wow um so we do have some cyclocross racing going on this weekend tomorrow as we record yeah. this while this when this gets posted it will have already happened you mean we, you're not turning this one around? And oh uh, well, um, it'll be out Monday, here? but the race is going to be Sunday. Okay, so, so if, you know, should we make ourselves look like idiots and do some pro- yes. prognostication here? Absolutely, yes. absolutely. Right. Um, Let me crank up this start list here. Well, so this is kind of, I mean, honestly, this start list, Bill, is uh, for the men is looking a lot like. Uh, we're seeing some of the journeymen that we saw in Rochester last year. We've got we've got Vinny Vinny V1P, uh, Vinny Bastans in there. We've got the Swish duo. We've got Timon Rug and Kevin Kuhn, and we've got Lander Lokes, and we got Loris Roulet, the Stash. We've got Ghost Vandermeer, the uh, the Dutch privateer. Uh, so I don't know. Look, seeing a bunch of familiar names, it looks like a, a Rochester race. Well, a Rochester race with some uh, World Cup mountain biking thrown in there from Switzerland. So you got uh, Nicola Rohrbach, uh, Lucas Flukiger, and Lars Forrester all lined up as well. Uh, yeah, and who to uh, Michael? You, when you said it, it's going to be edited out, so you have a chance to go with your favorite here, fresh for the men's. Tebow, nice. Tebow, in there. I was gonna say we were kind of we were kind of burying the lead there. Yeah. <laughs> I think potentially his debut as a lion. That's true, right? This so he's an elite racer now. Yep. On on dad's team. Yep. The 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 the, the full program. Um, ready to win world championship number one, huh? Yeah. So, and if you look the UCI rankings from last year so highest ranked i I think as zach mentioned kevin coon would be the highest rank with boros and um the swiss tim rug as uh third and then uh yeah opie bastains what do you think so we got a swiss czech swiss and then three belgians with a tom uh lander lokes uh tom mason and uh vinnie bastains who do you think who do you think's taking this tyler we're starting with you what do you got I mean, there are a lot of good names. I know Lucas Flukiger has has done some cross racing in the past, and him and Lars Forrester, I feel like they could be shots for the for the wide angle. But um, man, I you know, well, quick question: How tall are the barriers? Are they eighty centimeters? Because if so, then you got to go with Musin. But if they're normal height, then I think I'm going to pick Bastains, Vincent Bastains, coming from the the front row. Good pick. All right, so Michael's already in with uh, Tebow. Zach, oh, uh, that's a good question. I, uh, I mean, I think it makes sense to want to go with Tebow, but I mean, that's a big. I don't know. It'd be impressive. Let's just put it that way. I think that would, you know, to come up and win in your first race as a 19 year old or racing age 19 or whatever. Uh, I think would be impressive, uh, and you know, even against this competition. But sure, I'll go with the hometown guy, Kevin Kuhn. I think he went overlooked all last year. He, you know, I think he won the U23 World Cup. He finished second at Worlds. So sure, why not? We'll go with the hometown guy. I, I was I was leaning in that that direction as well. Just to throw another name out there, I will. Um, man, I really want to go Timon or Boros. Ah, I'm going Timo, Timon, Timon Rug. All right, we're all locked in. Uh, so I think we've got the women's field's got a, a world champion, if I if I recall correctly. I don't know how I would do in the Michael trivia contest here, but number one on the start list, uh, actually number one hundred and one, number one in your hearts, perhaps if you're fam- from France. But we've got Marion uh, Norbert Riberol. Uh, and so it, she's our defending U23. Women's? She's world champ, yeah. World champ. 
Yep. Uh, then we've got the Austrian, Nadia Heigl. And I don't know. Then we're, Scroll I mean. Scroll down there. You got <laughs> Sophie DeBoer. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah, coming back. Yeah, she's she's hundred and ranked hundred and fourteenth right now, so she's uh, down there on that start list a bit. Anybody else hey. that 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 sort of jumps out at you? Um, I mean, Elizabeth Brandau. I mean, she finished fifth at Worlds in I want to say the Valkenberg. Um, she's always I don't know. She's always up there for mountain biking. I'm guessing that she'll be gearing up for the mountain biking season. Uh, I want to know who Janka Kesig-Stevkovga from Slovakia is. 1976 birth date. So was that like 44? Hmm. Um, Slovakian. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, – and she's ranked up there. I don't know. She's got points. So it's kind of interesting to me. I'm, I'm just going with uh, uh, Ribero taking the win. I'm jumping in here first. Yeah, hard not to pick Marion. Yep. Um, I mean, I think it's her. I mean, Nadia Heigl also strong, some strong showings last year. But yeah, I'm going She's, with Marion, going with the world champ. Marion's going to open the open up the win column for the new Star Casino CX. Team. That's right. Yeah. So I, I guess I was just uh, randomly thinking about this uh, the other day for whatever reason, because I think about cyclocross. But if I'm not mistaken, Sophie DeBoer out sprinted Katie Compton and Katerina Nash to win Cross Vegas in 2016. Is that am I remembering this correctly? Didn't Sophie DeBoer win Cross Vegas? I cannot. Re- I, the, I, I mean, I remember Meredith Miller out sprinting Katerina Nash in 2000 and. 14? That's the, um, I think you're right, Zach. Yeah. I think you're right. So is this the who outsprinted Katarina segment? Well, no. I just like, I mean, speaking of riders that have just been going through hard times yeah, who have sure. the pedigree to be like top level riders. I mean, I kind of look. She right. did. She won. She won she Las did. Vegas. 20, yeah. 2016. She won all kinds of stuff that year. I mean, she won. She won, she she won Driven Cross. Um, I mean, yeah, she finished third at that Fugi <laughs> World Cup. I mean, she had these incredible results and has just kind of fallen off. So, I don't know. Maybe this could be a year of comebacks because 2020 is such a messed up year. So, I'm, I'm going with Sophie DeBoer, I think, podium. Podium Love finish. Love it. She's back. Good call. That's good. All right, Tyler. See anybody in there? This is, you know, I, I do really love... Uh, the, the star star casino team uh i think i think they're gonna they're gonna do some stuff this year but i mean with mountain bike world cups coming up i think brandau is gonna i'm gonna be contrarian and i think brandau is gonna be uh nice at the front of this one so and brandau we should note i believe in a world cup mountain bike short track race uh pulled uh who's the guy who's the guy who did the thing the early post up oh um uh, uh adam uh uh two Tupelik. she yeah. pulled a tupelik she tupelik and i think this was like last summer like she tupelik in one of the uh because she was like gunning it and everyone was wasn't following her and she posted up and, yep. and then everyone else just blew past her and it was like oh that's awkward you know you know you know we love families in cyclocross right and we usually think of like the belgian or dutch families uh we got timon and noemi yep Brother and sister team. So I'm I'm going there too. I'm going I'm going double rogue on the uh, on the podium. So quick trivia: Do you guys know who won the uh, men's overall last year in the EKZ? Men's overall in the EKZ. I'm gonna say I'm just gonna can I I'm gonna say one of the brothers. I'm gonna say David Vanderpol. One of the Dieters. <laughs> Wrong. Marcel Meeson. Oh, oh, I should have wow. known. He won on my sure birthday. It's your writer. Exactly. Yeah. So who, <laughs> who won the women's overall last year? Mm. I have no idea. Anything, Zach? Hold on. Um, um, <laughs> who would have been racing? I don't know. Who were I, uh, I? I have no idea. Majerus. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, I just... 
that you know it's a just get us get us into the little EKZ there so yeah there was a battle of the brothers at the EKZ last year who do you think came on top Bill uh, Dieter or David last year Dieter or David oh man um, I'm gonna say David yeah that's correct yeah I think David's been a little stronger recently he seems to have the, have the edge on Dieter. As, as I mentioned in our last episode, really pissed off they're on the same team now. It just uh, <laughs> it ruins everything. Well, is that just for the road, though? It's, it, do you think it's just for the road? So, like, they're on for cyclocross, they'll go back to... Um, I'm actually looking at... So, on Sunday or tomorrow, there is this uh, Antwerp Port, Port Epic that Ethan Gladen was telling me about, and uh, Alpes and Phoenix... And Paul was Paul was Sal's and Bingle are both on the start line, uh, so we have Lauren. Yeah, yeah isn't Lauren like Sweek. the whole like the whole Powell's team is there, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't see Dieter on the Powell's uh, lineup, and he's not on the uh, Alpes and Phoenix lineup. But I was a bit surprised to not see like the brothers on the uh, the EKZ start list. Uh, so, I mean, this is like truly kind of like a preseason um, kind of EKZ. So it seems like maybe they're still just sending the team for Kermes season. I think their program at this point is still road, road, road until they get to the meet of cyclocross so they can just hit it hard. Since it's a little bit different, since there are no U.S. World Cups. Yeah. In, you know, I mean, hypothetically, in, in past years, would have been starting next weekend. Yeah. So another, can we just do a brief other other cyclocross news? Did you guys see that Tim Merlier won uh, the sprint in the Terreno Adriatico? He's 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 just leaving his cyclocross pass behind. He's just becoming a full on roadie now. I think he's I, I think mean, he's he's cro- like like whatever the uh, Logan's Run version of cyclocross to road is. He's 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 successfully <laughs> done it. He's, he aged out of cyclocross and had to get chased out uh-huh. down. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, he does. He does. He looks like a he looks like a kind of little Vanderpool actually, and uh, resplendent in that Belgian national champion road jersey. So, yep. uh, the other one, the other note I thought was interesting was that there was this other women's stage race, and Yara Castelline uh, won the KOM jersey. So, in fourth overall in GC, I mean. We know she has a big engine. Um, the turns aren't as uh, tight on road as they are across, so she kept it upright. Well, I think that checks out too, though, because I mean, her win that really put her on the map last year, I believe, was at Copenberg. So, I mean, that yeah. was her first big win before she went and won Euros. But um, yeah, so I guess I'm not surprised to hear that that she is a top-notch climber. And she changed teams, right? No longer in the seven seven seven. There's the sevens were getting shaken up this this off season. Yeah, but they're still on the. She moved to another Rudafort team. But like, what isn't a Rudhoff team? Rudhoff, whatever. The, yeah, the brothers team. <laughs> I mean, but they they still race against each other. I guess they race against each other on the same team anyway. So right. yeah, it's cyclocross. Yeah. yeah. So it's been your your news minute. Perfect. Any bringing anybody else onto the TCCX uh, cyclocross team? Not at the moment. No, there's been. Uh, I've had uh, people ask if uh, if they can join. Everybody yeah. can join, I guess. I don't know. Maybe we'll uh, just open up make a, it a community thing. There you go. Just open up a kit store. Yeah, yeah. I think I can talk to DNA. Apologize for this, but what does TCCX stand for? Oh come I mean, on! No, no, don't tell the TC- him. Don't tell him. Figure it out. You got this. Come on, Zach. You can do it. You can do it. C C C X. There you go. All right. I feel like an idiot. I always thought it was like TXCX. I thought it was like Texas Cyclocross, but now, now I get it. Okay. I feel like slow. I, that's okay. I mean, I feel like it could also stand for Texas Canadian Cyclocross. Oh man, I think it does now. I think I yeah. I think you just yeah. Credit to Bill. I feel like Bill, you were, you were there at the start of that whole thing. So, oh, you know, I, 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 I yes, and it, the, but it was mainly just to piss off Van and Ham. That's that's really you know <laughs> my my motivation behind that. So oh, man, thank you for thank Canadian. you for yeah, thank you for playing along in that. Man, yeah. now he's going to be like Tyler can't be your favorite Canadian. That's he's not really even Canadian. 
But isn't gonna... that part of the joke that no one actually knows who the favorite is? Yes. Like it's just that Michael is second. <laughs> that, that is it. <laughs> when I when when uh, at uh, Hoogerhide, uh, I was staying at the same place as the Canadian national team, and man, that was just like I was getting grilled on who who the favorite Canadian was. It was. <laughs> I was getting sweated out over that one. You're like, obviously, Magali. Duh. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. No, that's what people were thinking, but no. <laughs> she was in the room, too. Not the case. Tyler, what's the, what's the deal with the Flamingos? The Flamingos. Um, so that, that started the first year I went to the, the Alma GP. Um, one, of the, one of the local riders there had uh, Evil Doug Knieper had, had put some flamingos in the the sand pit that they have at that race and jb was kind of showing me around uh the course and and pointing some things out and i was like can we take a picture real quick and uh <laughs> if you've seen my if you've seen my rider card for the past oh, yeah. uh, two a, seasons it's a sexy picture yeah it's hot i think i might make a calendar in uh maybe for 2021 <laughs> oh please do <laughs> that would be a good fundraiser i think yeah. just a cyclocross calendar yeah 12 months of just that same picture. <laughs> it should be 12 months of just different crops of the same picture. Dude, don't, you don't want to pull a bell of thorn. All right. Uh, yeah. So that's where the flamingos came from and uh, just kind of, kind of grabbed it and, and ran with it and made it a part of the, the TCCX brand. So flamingo pro tips coming your way. Awesome. All right. I think we did it guys. Tyler. Thanks, thanks for uh, thanks for sitting in on the pit. It was fun. Thanks for having me. First time caller, long time listener. Thanks for yeah. Having, thanks for yeah. Having thanks me for joining in. us, man. The Slow Ride Podcast: Three idiots who are usually wrong. The Slow Ride Podcast: The titanium of podcasts. The Slow Ride Podcast: It's like if David Vanderpool had a podcast. The Slow Ride Podcast: The Zwift Racing of podcasts. The Slow Ride Podcast: Find the real advice. The Slow Ride Podcast: The arrow helmet of podcasts. The Slow Ride Podcast: Sport leader coming through. The Slow Ride Podcast: When's Lance gonna sue us? The Slow Ride Podcast: The experts in French cycling. The Slow Ride Podcast. Official Fan Experience Zone on Facebook. The Slow Ride Podcast, the gravel bike of podcasts. The Slow Ride Podcast, both vertically and horizontally compliant. The Slow Ride Podcast. New episodes every Tuesday.